If you had the time or money, would you start your own business? Are you interested in holistic and integrative practices? Are you feeling stagnant? Do you struggle with a health imbalance, finances, or low self-worth? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Angie Eights. Angie is the founder and CEO of Academy Epic, which is an integrated natural health education platform. She has trained over 10,000 integrative practitioners worldwide, oh my god, and she is also an ordained minister, a diplomat of pastoral science, and a full Mesa shaman. She has such a well-rounded view of all different healing modalities and ways of connecting more with life and understanding how everything in our reality is so connected. For example, money is connected to self-worth, is connected to physical health. This is something that Angie and I go into in this episode. And Angie really has a knack for boiling situations down to the root cause or the real problem to solve. For example, she has so many credentials, but she recognizes that when starting your own business, you could have all the credentials in the world, but if your self-worth and your business skill set isn't up to par, then the needle is just not going to move. I think this is a really important outlook because there is a narrative going around in the holistic, natural, spiritual world, or even in any job that we are truly passionate about, that if we love what we do, we won't be able to be successful in that. And Angie proves that narrative wrong by reminding us that there is a system to getting what we want in life. And all we have to do is learn that system and take action on it. Angie is just super herself, super enthusiastic, super passionate. She talks in the episode two about learning to not tone herself down. This is something that I've experienced as well. So we go over this topic of authenticity and you all know by now that I love authenticity. So it was a really fun information packed episode. So in this episode, Angie gives us the first three steps to starting our own business. She talks about good places to invest our money when starting a business. She gives us specific examples of how she teaches her students to help their clients solve problems like acne through integrative practices. Angie gives us a very direct solution to snap ourselves out of feeling stuck and stagnant. We talk about shamanism, how Angie became a full Mesa shaman and her take on how we can integrate shamanic principles into our lives. We talk also about how self-worth and early childhood ties into health imbalances and basically everything else undesirable that happens in our lives. And Angie explains her concept of the way you do anything is the way you do everything, which is fucking genius. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Enjoy. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and a self-empowerment icon. And I am here to show you what's possible and show you how to master self-development. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Message me, say hi, ask me any questions that you may have. I love to hear from you. 
And this episode was brought to you by Primal Alchemy. Primal Alchemy is a superhuman optimization brand that sells super high quality herbal supplements and carefully sourced crystals to the world. Chris Story, the owner of Primal Alchemy, who has been on the podcast a couple of times now, does his fucking research and is very careful about where he sources the ingredients in his products. Even the herbs that Primal Alchemy sources are not only wild harvested, but harvested in their spiritual homeland as much as possible. Harvesting herbs from their spiritual homeland is called detau sourcing, which means that the supplements are that much more potent. So head to primalalchemy.co.uk and use the code ROOTAWAKENING, all one word, all caps, to get 10% off any of the supplements and crystals. You can find carefully sourced crystals, pine pollen, shilajit, mushroom blends, etc. at primalalchemy.co.uk and you can look up more information about the products on Instagram at primalalchemyuk. Okay, let's get into this episode. Hi, folks. I am so stoked to share with you who I have with me on this episode today. Angie Eights is here recording with me today. Angie is the founder and CEO of Academy Epic, which is an integrated natural health education platform. Angie has trained over 10,000 integrative practitioners worldwide. She is also an ordained minister, a diplomat of pastoral science, a full Mesa shaman, and she is also an international speaker with her speaking focus being integrating holistic disciplines with passion, purpose, and profit, which Angie considers to be the trilogy model of a successful integrative practitioner. First of all, that trilogy of passion, purpose, and profit gets more and more real every day that I live through my career. Every day that I show up as the CEO of Root Awakening, it becomes more and more clear that if I do not have my passion, my purpose, and my profit figured out, then I have some stuff to figure out. It gets, it gets so real the more I live through this career and gain experience here. Second of all, how beautiful is it that Angie says that this trilogy is really the pillars of Academy Epic and of what she believes in as far as being a practitioner of integrated healing arts. When I got both of my educations, one, my degree in medical illustration, and two, my certification as a holistic health coach, I successfully avoided any education on business, which was not the right choice. It was the choice that I was meant to make at the time, but it wasn't a choice that would enrich my career at all. Because as a business owner, especially as an alternative business owner, focusing on alternative healing modalities, it is essential that I know the ins and outs of how to run a successful business. That's what makes my career happen. And I think too often in the holistic or the integrative healing arts industry, or even in the arts industry in general, we avoid or ignore the business component and just resign to the idea that we're never going to make any money and we won't be truly successful because it's alternative health and nobody ever makes real money in the field besides spiritual 
gurus or people that are selling out or whatever story we have that allows us to kind of avoid this aspect of looking at the business side of things. And it's just, it's not true. Anyone can learn business. Anyone can become successful because of that. So Angie is championing championing this well-rounded education in Academy Epic for her students that are learning to be practitioners. So it's extremely important work that Angie is doing. And it means a lot to me because I really needed this. I needed this well-rounded background when I was studying to do what I do now. So Woo! That being said, Angie Eights, founder and CEO of Academy Epic, Full Mesa Shaman. It's an honor to have you here. Welcome to Root Awakening, a health podcast. Thank you so much, Emily. It is a blessing to be here. It's very exciting. And I confirm, confirm, confirm everything you just said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had to go on that tangent, Angie. When I was prepping for this interview, I got into this vibe of like, you know what, it's so important what she's doing when you laid out those three pillars. And I started thinking about it. I was like, wow, I really needed this. And I needed like, I need a supportive, I needed a supportive mentorship that allowed me to integrate all of these things into my business and be able to utilize all of those skills to actually create a profit instead of, well, I'll just focus on the creative aspect. You know, that was so important to me. I think it's so, so important that you're looking at this well-rounded view of becoming someone notable in the integrative arts. It is, you know, it's, I love doing what I do. And as most people in that start working in holistic health, whether that's a coach, a practitioner, a clinician, whatever title, the complimentary alternative, it is rare (laughs) that we don't find that they they have experienced a medical crisis. That's what puts us here, right? Mm. The majority of us are on that bandwagon of, you know, the medical profession, the doctors, the license, they know what they're doing and they do. And I have a lot of medical doctors that I could never do what they do. I might side note that, but what happens is we are like, there has to be more, there has to be something better. I'm not going to be on these 10 pharmaceuticals, like something inside of us stirs and says, listen, listen to that quiet little voice. And, and many of us will, we'll stand straight and we'll actually listen and we'll be guided down the holistic path. And then of course there are some that absolutely won't, but I am no different. I healed myself of multiple autoimmune disease. You know, I spent 20 years in corporate America on the performance wheel, as I call it, right. Mm -hmm. It's on that hamster wheel of perform, 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 prove, prove, prove. And I did it for about 20 years, a little over 20 years until my body said, Hey, chick, (laughs) this ain't working, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it, it, my first medical diagnosis, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome and lupus and then Hashimoto's. And I can just give you the list as it progressed. And the reality is that's what got me into the holistic health aspect. And as I guided myself and, and did my training, distance learning, weekend workshops, you know, not everything was available like it is now, which we can talk about at some point, but I really just honed in on how am I going to heal myself and how am I going to help my family? That's what started it. And then it became a very lucrative business. And then I opened my practices. I have multiple six-figure profitable practices. And then I began training practitioners Because what I found, Emily, is just what you said. You can learn all the skills in whatever certification, designation, training you want. And we can discuss those at some point. 
But when it's all said and done, how do you take everything you have and make it work? Like, how do you do it? And that is like my extreme passion of, okay, you're sitting here with all this knowledge and genius and this heart and you want to help people. Now, how do you make this hobby profitable so that, you know, you actually have your partner and your family believing in you right now, you're giving away everything, right? Mm. And that's part of your heart. So there's a whole mindset that has to adjust. There's a whole business model and plan that has to happen. And so, yeah, I see so many people with such hearts and genius that just, they just aren't successful because of those items. They don't have a path and they don't have the mindset of it. So yes, I ditto everything you say. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh, and I love how you explain it. I love how this energetic energy, this inspired energy of, yeah, there's just this other thing that you need to figure out. It's like a science. Once you figure out the business aspect, you can make it profitable. That's why we see so many people become profitable with a product that we're like, what, how is that selling? Like we don't see the genius in it, but the genius is the business side of it. In, in, in situations where we're looking at someone like Kim Kardashian or whoever you think doesn't have a product that should be successful, but it is successful. And you're like, Oh my God, that they made like a billion dollars. I think she's a billionaire now because of this, whatever she's selling, whatever she's doing, or just being who she's being. What? There are so many interesting people. I have so many interesting ideas to give to the world. It's a fucking business. And it's an, actually, it's a genius business that she has. Why? Because she's making so much money. That is proof that it is a genius business. So anyway, we have, there are so many of us who are practicing in the, in the holistic world or practicing their own business practices with their clients, they're owning their own business. They have this, like you said, I love how you say it. They have all these genius ideas. They have, they're so intuitive they're, They work so well with their clients, but there is just a strategy that is missing a strategy to become profitable. Right? Yes. And that's definitely what's happening. So something we do, which is like my, this is where my strength really shows up. You know, 20 years in corporate America, my job was to go into those stores, those districts, those regions. And as we used to say, clean them up. Mm -hmm. And really what that meant is to make full assessments of the, the talent, the scouting of talent within your organization. And how do you really pull out that talent individually, and then make it a cohesive team. So that's what I did for 20 years. Loved it. My favorite thing until, you know, God universe said, no, I need you somewhere else. We need you over here on this boat. So I shifted, I repurposed myself, but my favorite thing to do now still today in natural health is also to look at what you have. And we do that in a business academy. We offer that in a VIP experience where it's just one-on-one with me and you, or or there's three or four masterminding it. Uh, We do that in a a full-blown on-site creation of a practice. I mean, there's so many avenues you can go, but what my genius is. So as you were saying, you know, as you grow and expand and get into what you do, you really find where your heart center is and you really find this is my purpose. Like I know my purpose. I know my purpose and I know my purpose. Mm -hmm. And I truly feel my purpose is to take everything you have as a practitioner, licensed, not licensed, sort of kind of partially licensed, whatever it is, and take everything you have, all your genius, 
all of your training and certifications and modality training and equipment and everything you have and pull it all together into this cohesive roadmap that says, do this, do this, do this with tangible metrics to help you understand as a business owner, not just a healer, but as a business owner, these are the metrics that matter. And these are the ones that don't. Mm -hmm. And let me give you an example. I just was coaching a gal fairly new, and she wanted to spend thousands of dollars on inventory for supplements. And I'm a medical educator for two supplement companies. So I'm all about supplements. Don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, I'm a full mess of shaman. I got all kinds of tools. I get it. But when you're starting out and you aren't into, we, we call it the phases of business. But if you're in phase one and you're doing less than 120,000 a year, and that's where you're at, the last thing you need to do is get your cash flow caught up on product, right? That's where you partner with the health food store. You partner with one of these online organizations. I could give you several of them that you can put in what they should have and they go in and they buy it and you get a kickback, full script, et cetera, right? You do that. You don't take $2,000 that you could use on marketing or moving forward something. You don't take that and buy supplements, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're not going to convince someone to take a whole food vitamin C if they're used to taking the Walmart vitamin C. Like it's not going to happen yet, Mm -hmm. right? There's these phases that you work people through. Don't stock vitamin C, (laughs) right? You can get that somewhere. And so- that that's what my purpose is, is to take all of that, right? Because we have intuition. Some of us are not tapped into it. And and again, that's part of that mindset. That's part of taking everything you have. And for me to shine that light on, look at everything you have. Now, how can we make that profitable? So you don't have a, a, a unprofitable side hustle, You have a profitable side hustle. You have a profitable full-time, whatever those dreams are, how do we take everything you have and make it something that's profitable? And everybody wins. Your client wins. The you win, your company wins, your family wins. It's a win-win for everyone. So that's like my passion. If you can't tell Emily. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's so needed Angie, because there is just this narrative in the holistic health world or really in any, in any career path where we're doing what we really love and we really want to do, not because we think we should do it, not because of this, because it'll give you a good life, this, this, this. We just really are passionate and love it. There is this narrative that t- tells us in society, you will not become profitable because you love it. It's not going to be successful. And you really show us that there is another option. I know for a fact that there are listeners that will be listening to this podcast that are thinking about either going full time with the holistic practice that they want to teach or with something that they love, or they're still at their job full-time that they don't love, that they don't want to have for the rest of their lives, but they have this idea. Okay. If I had this amount of money, I would switch to being my own boss and I would do this and I would create this for myself. And 
it really gives people another set of options for themselves on how to make themselves successful. It, it allows them to become empowered, to do something that they love and to figure out that secret sauce to create the money that they want in their lives while doing something that they love. I think it's so important. I'm wondering now, Angie, if you can tell us like, let's say we have a, like a minimal amount of investment money. Do you find yourself recommending that your students or your clients use that money for something in particular? Is there kind of like a common denominator and what like a really good first step would be to investing the small amount of money that you have in your business? Yeah. So I, I do a few things. First of all, I love to do a discovery session so I can get an idea of what do you want, right? Right. So I have to give you an example. <clears throat> I have a gal that is full time in her, her and her husband's business. They've been in business, gosh, 40 some odd years. And they're looking at an exit plan. She's full time, been doing that forever. In the last four years, she's began a natural health side hustle, as I call it. Mm -hmm. But it's still professional, right? It doesn't have to be oh, let me give Aunt Judy some free information. It's still mm -hmm. professional. She is to the point where she is ready to shift, replace the income she, she wants, desires, and needs for retirement out of her side hustle, where now she's going to keep it a side hustle, maybe 30 hours a week max. And then they're going to uh, stop the business they currently are in, like it's time to retire. Mm -hmm. So it can work. So to specifically at, answer your question, what this is what tends to happen. This is what I see. You get X amount of dollars, whether it's a grant, a loan, or you have income. And I am not a fan of getting loans, just so you know, to start a practice. Mm. We are debt free. We owe nothing. And we have kept it that way since day one, mm. because you can, when using it smart and manifestation and really being in your genius, you can do it without a big, big business loan, any loan for that matter. So what, let me say what you don't, what you don't do is start a business and start doing Facebook ads, Google ads, and all this advertising on your billboards and everywhere else. You got you an app that nobody reads, et cetera. Mm -hmm. What you do spend money on is where can you go to speak and cultivate individuals that like you and begin to trust you, right? Every organization out there, whether it's your chamber, your rotary, your JCs, I mean, there's a million organizations that are always looking for someone to speak. Always. Mm -hmm. Someone always needs someone to say something at a luncheon, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's virtual luncheons, it's, it's how it works. So you really get, you spend your money on what is it that, what's my, your branding, but let me clarify that. What is my font? What is my color? What is my essence? Who am I? What do I have? What images represent me? Hmm. What images represent what I offer? That's where you spend your money. We do it all day long for people. And, and you don't have to spend thousands to do that, to get a solid brand kit. I didn't say brand and put your name on ink pens and water bottles, right? That's not what I'm, that's not what you start out doing because nobody knows who you are and they're going to use the ink pen or not, or the water bottle or the lunch bag or whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. but you solidify one, you, you spend money on you. What do I want? What does this practice, this clinical experience look like? Is it in person? Is it online? Is it a hybrid? Like, what does it look like? And then what do I look like? What do I want the world to see? Mm -hmm. 
Maybe you're starting that practice or that side hustle, whatever you want to call it. But you're like, my exit plan is in three years. I don't want it anymore. Like I, I only want to do this three to five years. That's the season of my life. Well, then you don't want to have you all over the picture, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about your name, the company name, mm-hmm. right? That's a different shift of how you start it. So those are the first two things you want to spend your money and time on. Then the third thing is, then what does this, what's my assessment? So this is what I want it to look like. This is who I am to the front people. This is who I am. Now, what is the experience of the client? So I haven't even gotten to how you get new clients because it doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing otherwise. Mm-hmm. You get them in and you go, uh, right? And mm-hmm. you don't have anything. So then you go to the assessments. What does this relationship look like? So you get a new client. I call it onboarding. And I train this. You get a new client. That new client is going to do what? What's your assessment? How are you going to assess what they need? Are you using questionnaires? Are you using muscle response? Are you using biofeedback? Are you using blood labs? Like you have to assess something, right? Emily, I can't just roll up in here and say, oh, okay, you, yeah, yeah, you're zinc deficient. Like, how do you know that? Right now, admittedly, we do train many hours on face, tongue and nail oriental where we can't scan your face and get an idea, but you want solidified assessment. So here's my assessment. Here's my program and packages I'm going to offer them. And here's how I'm going to fulfill them. Now I've got my business in a box. Now I'm ready. Mm. Now, knowing that I know who my niche is, right? I want women over 50. I want anybody like, who do I want? Right. So this gal that I said has a part time hustle about to replace her full time and retire. She does nothing but work with individuals with horses. That's it. Mm. She she works with horse families. I mean, she calls it something else. I call it horse families. That's her niche. Everyone that does because they do show horses. So that's her niche. Right. So you take that and you're like, okay, this is what I want my practice to look like. This is what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. Here's my essence. And three, here's my program and or packages, depending on if you have modalities or equipment to use. This is what I have. Now you're ready. Now you're ready to go. Now let me go find those people. Mm -hmm. But we don't do it that way, Emily. Instead, we go and we market to the masses and we lose our asses. That's what we do, right? Yeah. And then we're everywhere. We're everywhere. And then we do a Facebook ad because someone said something. Then we do, I don't know, we start our own podcast because someone told you to. And like we're everywhere. It's like, breathe, Mm. (laughs) breathe. All of those are beautiful. Writing a book is beautiful. Podcasts are beautiful. Obviously, I'm here with you. I love it. This is fun, right? I mean, there's so many great YouTube channels are beautiful. I mean, I could just go down the list, Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm. I could just do the list. But none of that matters if you don't have a message that's cohesive and coherent to who you are. Yeah. So you can see I get real passionate. That, that's, that. that's, that's the answer right there. Do not spend a bunch of money on a website. You may not even need a website, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and say, what's the website doing for you? If you think they're going to find you, it ain't going to happen, honey, unless you have SEO and content. And let me just give you the list. And that's thousands a month. We know. Yes. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah. Right. You may, I mean, my first practice, I never had a website. I still don't. Right. Yeah. This, <laughs> right. And so, but we're told that that narrative is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That narrative of you need, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and you need a website and you need a Facebook and you need a this, 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 and this. No, 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 you really don't. My first practice, multiple six figures, profitable integrative center was in a town where, oh, over 80% was on government aid. Mm. The average client drove an hour to see me in a strip center. And it started at my house until I got too busy because I was three months out on wait time. So I had to move it out of my house into an actual strip center. So people had someplace to wait. Wow. Do you see it's again, what do you really want? And, and we miss that, Emily. We really miss that. We hear our mother-in-law. We hear our partner. We hear this person and that person. And my business coach that's never experienced what you're experiencing, I have no clue why you're using them, right? I have my marketing coach who doesn't do what you do. So again, you're taking advice from a plumber, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you, then you're getting another certification, right? I have an organization that does eight-week certifications. You're a specialist, you're not a specialist of anything in eight weeks, man. Mm. That's just another certification. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now that you have 15 of those, what are we going to do with them? Now what? What do we do next? How do you live that passion that your listeners have? I mean, you, you, you guys are hearing me. You have yeah. it. You see it. But how do you get it out and do it? Even if it's a professional side hustle, you can take a hobby and make it a profitable side hustle. I, I do it every day for people. Every day. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Everyone has their passion that they can live out. And I know when I started my business, this was only about a year and a half ago, I started out doing Ayurveda. I got certified in Ayurveda and I felt really good about it. I've never been big on credentials, but I was like, I want to learn about this, learned about it. I started with it and I started to luckily kind of do what you said, Angie, but I was missing some pieces. So I started to cultivate my brand, very natural brand, but it was more in line with Ayurveda, not Emily. Right. But even so I got some clients, I was able to, to create what I wanted at the time. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this isn't me. And I'm realizing that I am being able to develop myself by doing things a little bit deeper into the spiritual realm and the emotional healing realm. And so then I switched that and then I switched that again. And then I got to the point to say, oh my gosh, I need to really go deep here and figure out first, first, I need to start understanding where my low self-worth is coming from. This is kind of adding in a new topic here, but I think you were hinting at it a little bit. Like, do I feel worthy of bringing in a lot of money? And that also has to do with manifestation, right? Like, do I feel, am I scared of success? That was a big, it's still something I'm dealing with fear of success. I see my dad who has like been very successful in his life, but he's stressed the fuck out. He's, he's retired and he's so anxious all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. And it got in my head. So, okay, how can I work out this worthiness feeling, these fears that I have? 
Two, what, how do I truly want to serve this earth? What do I need to see happen in my life? Not what do I think would be profitable? What do I think I need? But how do I need to serve the people that I want to serve? And what do I want my role to be? Do I want to be working directly with clients? Do I want to eventually move towards being just kind of the director of my company? Do I want to have employees work with clients and I kind of just oversee everything and, and be in that role? I found out those were so important. And I think like, it's so true what you say, Angie, if we replace some of the time that we're using to try to get all the credentials or try to get all of the information, if we replace some of that, if we're, let's say we're not so much resonating with that, but we feel like we have to do that. If we replace some of that time with like, okay, what do I want? And what are the skills that I've had? Like kind of since I was a child, you know, because we all have our own specific social skills, whether it be mediating, making people feel really good, picking up people's strengths, seeing uh, what's lacking in someone that they can work on, encouraging people, whatever. We all have these specific skills. How can I utilize some of the skills that I've had for a really long time that maybe I didn't even recognize as a gift to use? Do you, do you notice that too, that, that that's a thing for people? Absolutely. Cause we have to think, so I'll relate it to myself. I'll be real transparent. So my whole life, I've been told you're too much, you're too much, mm. right? My whole life. I am passionate. I'm a Taurus. I am Cherokee. And when I get my eyes fixed on the prize, I am going for it as a gift and, and I'm too much. I'm too much. So when, so what happens then, and this happened to me early on is in corporate America, you're too much. You you need to, you need to back it off. Okay. So I took some training on how to adjust those words. And I, I call it conscious communication. And this is what we train in our business Academy is conscious communication. So words like, so what you're telling me is, mm. do I have that right? So some, what I call softening words for someone who has that D and disc, that A plus personality, that eight, three and Enneagram, right? All mm. of those tests because I'm driven, but I'm driven by a purpose and fueled by my passion, but not everyone understands that. Mm -hmm. So to take that back to what you said is, so my whole life, I've been too much. So either I'm too much or I I come across as I'm just fun and and I have no brains. When Mm -hmm. you want to talk brains, let's go. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I have 28 certifications. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I can do a medical medium and scan your body. Let's go. If you want me to do it. Do you see what I'm saying? But I don't sit here and talk about that because that's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So my point is we all have this, what I call genius, you refer to as a skill that we've had since birth that someone has said, you're too much. Someone has said, oh, you don't really have make-believe friends when you're a five, though you clearly can see what I call through the veil Mm -hmm. and you have those intuitive gifts, whether that is a gift of uh, vision, of hearing, of smelling, whatever that is. And if you want to get biblical, you too can do all these things, which I have come and done. Mm. If you want to get biblical, right? So we have these, but somebody in our life, the majority of the time, not always in my life, it happened, said, you are too much. You need to pull it in. You need to reel it in. You need to calm down. Yep. Right. And so then what happens is we start calming it down. We start blocking it. We start not listening to it. 
And what's happening now is that we are in an age where many people's behavior is shocking even themselves that they finally feel safe enough, validated enough to speak up and say, no more. This is who I am, right? This is who I stand for. So to give an example, I was several years ago interviewed to be a COO of an organization and it was all natural health Mm -hmm. and they did training and they did seminars and I'm a perfect fit for it because I'm like, I am in it, right? Mm-hmm. but I was told I was too much. Mm. And anyone listening, if someone tells you you're too much, that simply means that they're not ready for their own growth and expansion. They're not ready to be illuminated what they can expand on and how they can grow. But Emily, it set me back for about six months. I really had to sit with that and go, wow, you're like, you really are too much. I just found my validation all these years. You, yeah, Angie, you're too much. And then I look at it and I go, no, you're not too much. That organization did not want to look in the mirror and say, wow, we need to make this, this, and this change in order to survive in the, in the new, new world that we have and that we're moving to. So I'm going to really encourage every one of your listeners, Emily, to really sit with what were those, I call those artificial encodements. What were those things being told to you early on? of you can't do this, you shouldn't do this, you're, you're too much, you're not this, whatever that was, that chatter that some adult projected upon you because of their own fear and they were unable to live out their dreams and so they're going to make sure they project that same fear upon you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I see it every day and what I love to do is really work, especially in the VIP The VIP is such one-on-one, right? It's that experience that I really get into your energy field. And we really look at what are your gifts and what are your blocks? And why do you think you're too much? Let's dig that out, babe. Let's move that out of there and let's replace it with you are more than enough and that you are on the right path to your purpose and passion. Because when you are living your purpose, the money comes. Bottom line. The money comes because it's an energy exchange in the universe and it has to come. That's how it works. But when we have that doubt and that fear and that projection and that chatter matter, as I call it, and we begin to think, oh gosh, maybe I was too outspoken on this or, oh, maybe this is. And then we really step back and realize, no, you were made for a time like this. And we are in a country culture shift right now. And we talked about this offline. I don't care your political party. I don't care. I don't care any of that. For jab, not a jab. Let's all get jabs. I can, none of it matters. We are in a moment where the human race is being forced to look inside at healing that's not been done over generations and to see how are you going to heal or are you going to keep projecting it? Mm. We are at a time. And I think it's beautiful. I, I believe the, the adjustments we're being forced to make to look in within ourselves is a beautiful piece. Do we have chaos? Oh yeah, we got chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the chaos sure. always happens. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's, it's there. 
it's right. there, but right. it's, it has its purpose because it shows us, okay, we are not messing around anymore. Shit is at stake, depending on what, no matter what, like you said, no matter what side of the political spectrum you are on, no matter if you're political, apolitical, whatever, you are seeing some shit right now that you're like, okay, that could be a whole lot better. No matter what it is, you're seeing it and you're like, that could change for the better. And it's part of our purpose is to live that out and to figure out what really matters to us and how can we move towards that. And I think it's such, again, it's such a beautiful time, like you say, Angie, because not only are we witnessing that we have some problems, let's just talk about health. We have, there is a health issue. There's a health crisis, whether it be mental health, whether it be physical health, whether it be like complete spiritual disconnection where we don't, we think we're purposeless and we think there's nothing to look forward to. What is this life? We are lacking in health right now. So how can we build that back up? And we are realizing that health is so holistic. There's a reason why we're talking right now. There's a reason why you found me. There's a reason why this podcast exists because we're finding out that there is a holistic root of everything that we're feeling. We're finding out that our self-worth does have to do with the money that we're bringing in. We're finding out that our self-worth does have to do with the physical health imbalances that we have. So it's time that we start to find out who we truly are, because until we truly accept our authentic self, our self-worth is still going to be low. You can't fully accept your authentic self and have very low self-worth about yourself, right? You can't. So you need to develop both. And I so identify with what you said, Angie, I used to get really passionate about what I was talking about. And I would get, I would get people calling me Dr. Emily, like making fun of me, like, oh, she thinks she knows everything. She's such a know-it-all. And granted, like I definitely had, I had my own ego stuff. I had my own low self-worth. I would argue with people a lot. Right. But even when I wasn't, I would get made fun of that. People would say, chill, Emily, chill. It's not that big of a deal. Why are you getting all up in arms? Why do you think that you know everything? When I just wanted to have conversations like these, I wanted to have like like wrapped up, really energetic conversations like these. And I started to tone myself down and oh, how can I make myself sound sweeter? How can I make myself sound like this and this? And I'm realizing, oh my God, like I really do think we have to reassess like what is what is our soul purpose? Like what is our soul's purpose? And what do we want? Like we have to reassess this often. I'm realizing like once a year, at least I need to be like, okay, what do I want? How's this changing? How am I changing? It's so necessary for us to one experience the health that we desire and to experience everything else that we want in our external environment. It all goes hand in hand, right? Like you're talking about manifestation. I love that. That's a part of what you teach. Yeah. Because you know, reality is we're co-creating. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. And every year, shoot, sometimes two or three times a year, you really have to look and say, how am I to serve the world now? Yeah. Right. Because we grow. And, and you know, you brought up a point of, you know, maybe your ego was a little over uh, zealous and getting excited mm-hmm. in the past. But, you know, a lot of people look at the ego as negative And I don't. I look at the ego as my friend. Yeah. If I make friends with my ego, then I can check my ego when I need to check the ego because that ego is great when you're walking down the street and it catches the bus about to hit you, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. right? Or that ego says, uh, yeah, well, we don't want anything to do with them. Well, that's also an internal radar that says, don't walk down that alley, honey. 
<laughs> it's dark. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you become friends with the ego, then you really start that dance of back and forth. And as a society, it's interesting. You said that people would make fun of you. I just got kicked off my first Facebook group ever <laughs> in my life this uh, because I know everything. Well, I don't know everything, but I didn't know what, what the question was and I was answering it. Right. Mm-hmm. So really understanding what's your lane, but also be confident in your lane and what, you know, yeah. right. It's important. And knowing what you know is propelled then by your purpose and passion. And you're always going to ebb and flow, you know, my first year in practice. And I look at that now and I go, how did I help anybody? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Heard that. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. But we did because in the yeah. end, Emily, we're really hope dealers. That's what we are. Hope dealers. We just use the body, mind, the physical, the modalities, the spiritual work, whatever that is, is that's what we're using to facilitate the hope. Mm-hmm. So if we see someone with a lot of anxiety, we can look at that medically. We can look at that and say, okay, we have adrenal stress. We have a perception issue. Uh, they're like wired up on sugar, wired and tired all day long. I mean, we can look at diet, lifestyle, emotions, nutrition, supplement support, or we can dig deep and look at soul work, mm-hmm. which is what we do in, in shamanism, right? So we look at the the shadow work. We look at the soul retrieval. Is there trauma somewhere that we want to address? So we are so multifaceted and our programs, we have over 20 instructors contributing to it. So it's not just the Angie show, but every time I teach, I always say not one thing fixes one thing because you're not one thing. So get over the one thing. Yes. Right. And it's really time for all practitioners to come together and shine their genius. What do you do? Well, I'm great at nutrition. Well, let's partner over here. What do you do? I'm great at, let's partner over here. And so when we really talk about what we do in this health collaborative, we're really talking about, we're dealing hope. That's what we're doing. We're dealing hope. And how do you show up? to deal hope. How are you serving the world? And it's going to change just like you've experienced, Emily, it's going to change what, you know, what I was like passionate about five years ago, I still love, but I'm on a new mission, yes. right? I'm on a new mission to bring income into these individuals, your listeners that are out there doing it every day. How do we generate income and help you with your self-worth? Because somewhere in there, ties us back to what we're talking about somewhere in there. Someone told you you weren't worthy. You found validation by a comment and action or a behavior. And so we want to rip that out and replace it with you're worthy exactly where you are. You're the, you know, you might be the best chocolate chip cookie maker where you're worthy to sell those babies. I'll buy them gluten-free got pecans in them. Let me order them (laughs) up, right? There's somebody for everybody. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I was just talking about this. Actually, I did a, a live video last week on Friday and we were talking about purpose. There were a couple of people in my audience that were like, I just feel stuck and fucking stagnant right now. Like, how do I get past this? And I was like, what do you love? And that is easy for you to do or something that you just feel like mm, I'm on doing this. And I was telling them even a greeter at Walmart, literally even a greeter at Walmart, I've had horrible days and been greeted really well, or just like treated really well. And like at the grocery store, someone was like, Hey, how's it going? And maybe I didn't want to like talk at first, or maybe we didn't 
didn't really talk, but they were just really nice to me. That can save lives. That can save lives. Literally. That might be the most important moment in someone's life to just have someone genuinely say, hi, it's nice to see you. It's all important. So like what, what, where do you feel like your skills can specifically apply to just make someone's day better, give someone clarity, or even the smallest things. Chocolate chip cookies can be such a beautiful experience. They can bring people together. It can make a party awesome. Like it all can be as profound as you can even imagine and beyond that, right? Yeah, the whole interrelated. You know, Mm -hmm. once we grasp as a human race, we're interrelated. And I'm not necessarily talking about namaste and that whole my bubble, your bubble. I'm talking interrelated. So everything has a ripple effect. We all hear these words, but do we know what that means, right? We're all interrelated. So I can't be a superstar at creating a wellness plan if I don't have some product Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I have to put you on some product, right? And the same thing with everybody, everyone's role. So the small steps, especially when you're talking about stagnation, the small steps support you. We've all gone through stagnation in the last 18 months. And if you haven't, go you. I give give you a big woo. Yes. <laughs> because we all have, including myself. I mean, mm-hmm. about six Me months ago, I'm like, seriously, this is what we're gonna do again this year. Like, yeah. seriously, this is <laughs> right? And right now, energetically, we're moving out of that in September into some October fresh air, beautiful stagnation. But I out of that stagnation into fresh air, I always like to say. That if you're feeling stagnant, go serve somebody. Go serve somebody. Because in our innateness, we want to help and we want to serve. We want to belong somewhere. We want to make a difference. That's who we are. When you dig down, now some people you may meet go, oh, honey, they got a lot of digging to do. Mm -hmm. And they might. But innateness, our intuitive is I want to make a difference. I want to help. And I want to be a part of something bigger than me. It's just natural for us. Mm-hmm. So I always say, if you're feeling stagnant, if you're feeling woe is me, if you feel like your business isn't moving forward, like something isn't moving, then get out of the circle. Just get out of the circle you're in. Okay. We, you don't have to stand in the sandbox anymore. Mm-hmm. Go to somebody else's sandbox, get out of the sandbox, go somewhere and serve. I don't care if it's a soup to kitchen. I don't care if it's, you're going to volunteer just one moment at something. I don't walk through the grocery store and help old people. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm going to be one of those soon. Right. (laughs) So whatever that is, is to really breathe somebody else's air and get out of what you're doing. That's how you shift that stagnation. Mm -hmm. You have to get out and serve. And when you serve the naturalness inside of you starts shining again. And you're like, Oh yeah, creativity. Here I come. It's how it works. I love that. That energetic shift is so, it's so true. And even like what you're saying about getting out of your energy, like getting out of just your air and into somebody else's air. I, this doesn't have to do with serving anyone else, but I went out and I danced. I've been like kind of in my own cocoon for a long time, also going through a stagnant period and figuring out what I want again, reassessing all the things that basically we've been talking about. They came up today for a reason, you know, and, um, 
I got out the other night and I danced and I was like, just with friends. And I was like, Oh my God, I need this in my life more. Like it just completely shifted my energy. So coupling that being in a different vibe with serving somebody else, like that's so purposeful. That's such a purposeful directional feeling. I love that. I love that example. And Angie, I know that there are some people, like I said, in, in our listener audience that they're interested in, okay, maybe I should start like learning how to do this myself and learning how to serve in the way that I want to serve for a living. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Academy Epic looks like to go through what it's like to be a student there? Yeah, absolutely. So we have four, what I call four core opportunities. So our first opportunity is actually the practitioner training. We call it the practitioner academy, and it's the practitioner training. And it is where you walk out either as a traditional naturopath or a complementary alternative health practitioner. That's going to depend on the laws of your state. There are a few states that do not allow you to use the word naturopath, period. So we, we have to, the content's the same, but we have to make adjustments. So in that program, we are teaching you the symptoms and an integrative approach to the solutions. Why do we do that? So let's just say we go into acne and we're going to teach you acne. We're going to, one, use a training method called VAX, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. And this helps you retain 80% of what we're teaching. So it's a special training method. The second thing is we're going to, we're going to use acne. We're going to use and provide you client ready documents. So you print them out and serve them, right? Because you don't have time, the resources, the money to make documents that you want to hand out to your clients. Let's use acne. We have, we have a lot of documents in there. We have DIY remedies, et cetera. But we also have a face map that you can print off and show your client, I'm using acne, hey, you've got acne on the chin area, that's hormonal based. Mm. And we show that to you. Now, the third thing, the reason why we do this in an integrative approach, because in acne, we're going to talk about the supplements. What are some supplements? Well, they're based on where the acne is located. What are some emotions that are contributing to it? Based on where it's located. What are some ancillary support? So maybe we're looking at blue light therapy. Maybe that would be supportive. And then what's the nutrition? We like to call it the same approach. What supplements, what ancillary, what nutrition, and what emotions are we addressing? We train you on that four pillar integrative protocol, like how to create it. Because in our world, what I found is that it's a pill for an ill naturally. So instead of taking three pharmaceuticals, you're now going to take 15 supplements. Who wants to do that? Your client doesn't. So you're not really finding root cause. So we create a foundation. We then talk about the symptoms and multiple solutions. So each module will have multiple solutions. And then we work on tools and techniques. And these are either therapy-based techniques or they are finding the cause techniques and tools at the end of the day, what we do the best is we train you on root cause clinician assessments. That's what we do the best and how to create an effective wellness plan. Not a pill for an ill. You know, I'll give you an example. And then that just drives me crazy. So I was working with a medical doctor and we're working on having a health coach 
work with her clients or her patients before they get to her because she has such a long wait. So we want some lifestyle adjustments. We, we need this for her and or get her people ready for her. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that. And I was interviewing one of the health coaches and the health coach said, oh yeah, everyone needs to have kale smoothies in the morning, blah, 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 blah. And so I said to her, I said, well, what if someone has a thyroid issue? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, my friend, it does matter because kale will, will negatively impact the thyroid imbalance. Mm -hmm. So we train that detail. That's how detail we train. We train on the fact that if your client's taking boron to make their hair look beautiful, that's going to skew a TSH result, functional labs for your thyroid. So that's how deep we get. So over 20 practitioners are shining their genius on that program. And that's our practitioner program. And then the second area that we train is the business academy. And this is clinical business success, period. From what I talked about earlier, what's your niche, a marketing survey, your programs and packages, how to answer what do you do, what's your signature talk, like everything cohesively. So you know, what do you do? First, next, next, a fundamental checklist. What do you need? What you don't need? Quit buying this. Don't you don't need that, that piece. And then we have for those that are in the business or not really sure what they want to do. We have our whole entire library where we have small short courses for CEUs. We have them for if you just want to learn a little bit more, you know, or we have them for niching. So let's say you're all about detoxification. That's your niching. We have a whole collection on just detox. So you can really, really focus on that niche. And then our fourth section, so it's very basic, either practitioner, business, CEUs, want some extra skill, sharpen my saw. And then we have our membership. And our membership is where we have clinical mastery. In that membership, it's about self-mastery. We talked about self-worth. Why aren't you willing to charge, my friend? Because your Aunt Betsy's friend paid $300 down the road and they won't give you anything. We need to talk about why, why that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about what I like to call solistic medicine, which is about really integrating shamanic healing into your practice and into your offerings. We talk about clinical mastery, like right? how do you make that wellness plan? What are the assessments you use? What you don't want to use? And then we talk about the business mastery. Right. So why haven't you brought in six figures, even as a part time side hustle? So where do we need to help you? And in that mastery membership, we meet, gosh, anywhere from two to five times a month. You don't have to participate in all of those. Mm -hmm. But in each of those sections, you're going to want to tag in and really line up with us. And we really drill down how to support the implementation of all the genius. Mm -hmm. And Emily, that's where most organizations, they don't do it. You can buy a million courses out there all day long. They're everywhere. I mean, look at your Facebook feed. I think everyone's selling something about something. I think Mm -hmm. I can be a juice guru or something. That's what I saw yesterday. Mm -hmm. Woo. I mean, you know, I wouldn't give a diabetic juice, but hey, what do I know? Or or a kidney challenge, hypo, you know, a reactive glycemic. But anyways, Mm -hmm. whatever. But what we do different is we support you to implement it. Right. So this isn't a learn something, read a book, fill in a blank. We don't have that drama. Here's the content and here's the realistic, practical, affordable way to implement it. This is what you do with it. And that's what we do different. Nobody else is doing. Nobody at all. So what do you mean? I'm I'm still kind of wondering, like, what 
that implementation process, what does that look like? Can you give us an example? Yep. So we have once a month, we do a clinical triage. Okay. This is virtually uh, via Zoom. And you bring on your tough client issues. So we call them client case studies, but they're real. Like mm-hmm. right now, this is what I've done. I need feedback. Or this is what I've done and I'm not getting results. Or everyone brings. So it's, you know, first come, first serve. We only have an hour to 75 minutes. So we can't go over 55 people, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But it's first come, first serve. You know the schedule. So clinical triage is where we are showing you the critical thinking. So how are you triangulating this to come with your result? What assessments did you use? What are the symptomology? How are we triangulating that? How did you confirm three different ways that this really is a kidney issue, mm-hmm. right? And then we look at the same approach. What is the ancillary support you have or haven't done? What is the nutrition support you have or haven't done? What's the emotional support you have or haven't done? Not to mention the supplement, right? So, but we're integrative. So you can bring your functional labs. We can help you with that. You can bring your testing, your CAT scans, your MRIs, like all of that comes together as an integrative approach because we are not anti-medical doctors, which a lot of natural health training organizations are like this medical doctor taboo. We have them training for us. We love the medical profession. There is a time and place for every one of us. If I get hit by the bus, please take me there. Yeah. To the ER, where there are licensed medical trained professionals, mm-hmm. please, you know, but if I have high blood pressure, then yeah, take me to one of me, a natural health professional that can help guide me down why that kidney is expressing fear, why that kidney is having a potassium sodium imbalance, why that kidney is responding and why the liver is implicated, right? So I don't want a pharmaceutical. So the implementation clinical triage is just one of them where we truly take what's happening right now, right? And we have a lot going on right now in the medical world. And how do we help support you and getting the results you want? Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. And there's several people on there. So it's not just Angie's view, right? Hey, I've used this. This is how I used it for your exact same issue. Okay. And we mastermind it, workshop it out. So you have a takeaway of this is the next step. And we all learn from it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like, how are you, how are you utilizing the information that you learn in a professional setting? That's so important. That's so important. I'm just thinking back to like the start of my career. Like, luckily I also had to do case studies, but like, there's still questions that come up with your first couple of clients, like just to, to get that reconfirmation that like, okay, this is how I'm supposed to be operating here with the information that I've learned. I've, I love it. And let's, let's get into shamanism because I think that's something that my audience is super interested in. And I would love to just hear about it. Angie, like your experience of becoming a full Nessa shaman and also like how you teach, how you teach that and how you integrate that into the academy. Yeah, excellent. Absolutely. So I began my journey because I still had major pain in my body and I had tried all the natural stuff and I'd worked spiritually, body, mind, spirit, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I, there had to be something different and I was just called to do it. So I've actually been trained by four different shamans. Two of them were Peruvian. So that, that is it. One is straight Peru. Like that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had a native, native American. 
So I have a lot of merging of everything to achieve my shamanism. Now, what I will tell you, and we, we talked a little bit about this offline, is that I am not a fan of weekend shaman certification. Yeah. I just, I'm going to tell your audience right now, I'm going to be really, <laughs> really honest and tell you shamanism is a way of life and it takes a lot of time to truly conquer it. I, you know, I am, I'm in support of the programs that, that introduce you in six months, nine months, 12 months. Like I love those. Those really introduce you to the tools and the techniques and what I call the functionality, the, the rules of shamanism. But until you get in it and you truly are doing soul retrievals and you're truly taking yourself into an energetic space where it's dirty and nasty in there. I mean, there's some evil out there. Let me just tell you. You truly don't know shamanism. Like you, you know shamanism, the the theory of it, the the framework of it, as I like to call. But practicing it and experiencing it is really where you can, what I call, justify yourself as a shamanic lifestyle. So I say all that to say is that a lot of belief systems and a lot of belief out there is that one shaman is praying to something that that I don't pray to. I, I, I don't like, I don't go pray to the, the tree. Like I'm not worshiping the tree. That's not what I do. Mm-hmm. Do I honor that tree? You better believe it, my friend. Mm-hmm. We'd all be dead without them. Mm-hmm. So let's just get that right. Right. And so we do a lot of chakra work, energy work per se, a lot of living in alignment with the land. And we look at the trees and the grass and all those aspects The other thing on shamanism is a lot of people believe it's a religious practice and it's not, it is a lifestyle. It's a way of approaching life. Mm. That's what shamanism is. How I integrate it. I had a thought and then I lost it, but it'll come back. How I integrate it is I take some of those tools and techniques and I work in that emotional column of the sane approach, right? So there's a lot of emotional uh, energy work op- opportunities, right? People do Reiki and then they do this code and that code. And there's, there's lots of stuff. There's tapping and all of that's great. Like I'm trained in a lot of that. I love it all. What I find in shamanism is that we seem to be able to dig into that soul purpose. And that's what I love to really dig into that trauma. Cause we all have it. If you think you didn't, then you go, you, we all have trauma somewhere in our life. And when you start working on soul retrieval and splinters and parts, you're able to take the person back to that experience when they were nine months old and they were dropped. That's trauma, Mm. right? It was an accident. No one meant for you to fall out of your car seat, but that was trauma. And so we go back there or we go all the way back to conception. Conception can be trauma, Mm -hmm. right? It could be a situation where someone didn't want to get pregnant. Yeah. Right. That's, that's truly how they felt. And in my case, my father felt compelled to tell me that when I was about 10, I never wanted you anyways. Mm. You want to talk about self-worth? Well, thank you for sharing you know, Mm -hmm. woo, go me. I made it right. Mm -hmm. Woo. You know, all these sperms and I made it. Yeah. Let's celebrate it. Right. That's what a birthday should be a celebration of that one in a million. So we go back to that trauma and not only do we, we view it straight on, we work on forgiving that 
for healing that, transforming that. And then we pull that energy all the way to our current state where we are right now in this dimension and we bless it thrice. That's what we do. So when you integrate shamanism into your practice, there are several techniques that truly get a deeper healing for your client that truly can find out why is it that there is a self-sabotage issue. You start something and two weeks into it, you quit. I just can't do this. Mm -hmm. Really? Because you can lose all that weight for the wedding coming up. And it took you six weeks to do that, but you can't take some liver support for two. Right? So where's that self-sabotage? It's in there somewhere. Let's go back. Is it a generational? Did your mama, you know, I always say, you got your mama's nose. Well, guess what? You got all that stuff that came with mama's nose. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just her nose. Mm-hmm. There's some emotions there, right? And so th- those are my favorite practices in shamanism is that soul retrieval. Shadow work is fun. Not everyone's in the space to deal with shadow work, but we understand the generational and the ancestral Ep, uh, you know, epigenetics even tells us some of that, the implications in our current life. And so I like to train those core pieces initially when it comes to integrating it into your practice, whether you're integrating it or you're partnering with someone who's going to help integrate that in the emotional component. Because we all know that emotions manifest as dis-ease every day. I mean, mm-hmm. Dispensa, Lipton, Caroline Miss. I mean, let me just give you the list, right? It's science. Hell yeah. But most of us aren't equipped for it to find out where did it start? And that's what I'd love to do the best. Where did this start from? Right? Yes. Yes. This is so timely for me, Angie. I can say in my own personal experience, I did not start feeling like my self-worth was raising truly until I started going back to around conception time, I started going back to very early childhood and I did not, I like six months ago, I did not remember that much of my childhood. And a lot of um, the people that I have served haven't either. And folks, that's trauma, baby. If you get complete blackout, when you think about your childhood memories, that is very often trauma. And it definitely was for me. So going back into those early, early times, finding a modality that will help you do that. Like what Angie's saying, like with shamanism, you get amazing results. Like, wow. Like it's a process, but I was like, I, I, I truly believe that I was not going to change the level of my self-worth unless I did that, unless I went back that far and like how we navigate, it can be so frustrating to hear, Oh my gosh, like generational trauma. How the fuck do I even fix that? You can navigate it, but just find someone that knows about that. Find someone that's, that's educated and has this as their expertise because you can, you can navigate it, become aware of it. You know, I love that. Um, It's so fucking effective. Oh, so I wanted to give an example. I, when my health kind of crashed down, I was having a lot of problems with infections in my body and candida issues. Like I definitely had yeast infections all the time, nonstop after a, like a longer course of antibiotics just like knocked me off. But of course it wasn't just the antibiotics, but though that helped to like fully throw my body off. And I was like, Oh my God, okay. I have to fix this. And that's why I started studying this and becoming, becoming, so well-versed in how to help my body naturally. 
And a lot of stuff helped stuff that I didn't think would ever change for me changed. Like my memory got better. I thought my memory was just shitty. My memory actually got better. And I've had a lot of substance abuse in my life as well, by the way, I got fully off of alcohol. I was able to do all of these things. Like my, my energy was better. I was able to switch around my routine, all these wonderful, awesome things. The fucking yeast was still there. And I went to so many different practitioners. I went through so many healing modalities, but Angie, I couldn't stay on a supplement protocol. Like I would take it, but I would forget. I wouldn't do it at the right times. It would just be such a pain in the ass to go through. And I had a lot of friends that were also coaches, health coaches that were like, okay, I know you can take this, that, that might help you can take this. I could not stick to it. I couldn't stick to it. And then I started working on my self-worth and I started going back and doing some of these practices like looking back at when you were really, really young and myself, this is, this is literally this summer. So recently my self-worth started to, started to climb up the ladder and I'm sticking to my fucking supplement practice and it's working. And I, I had no idea how much my health issues had to do with what was going on emotionally. And not even just like the, the, phenomenon of me having the candida issue, but the willingness to fix it had to do with my self-worth. Do you notice this as well in your practice? Oh my gosh. I notice it every day in my practice every day. Right. And if you go back to that emotion, even of candida, it's sweet and it's sticky. Yeah. So what are you stuck in and what are you lacking with the sweet on life? Right. So we look at that and say, and then we know as a practitioner, you have heavy metals because they get stuck in the sticky, the candida. So you have to do those together in order to make that properly go away or they're going to keep feeding each other. But I see it all the time. It's like, okay, why do you take I always this is how I I I have an actual video on this. You have a you have a shopping cart and you get your groceries and you go out to your car. Do you take the cart back to the corral or do you put it someplace that's the closest, a shortcut? Mm. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm. So knowing that if you're unable, and this is just, again, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if you're not willing to go the extra, I don't know, 10 yards or whatever it is to put the shopping cart back in the corral, you're not willing to do that for yourself either. Right. And so when you start really training individuals to look at that and look at that and say, where am I shortcutting? Okay. I'm not talking efficiency. We all do things for efficiency. Okay. I buy carrots already cut up. Okay. That's efficiency. I'm not shortcutting. Time is money. Right. Baby carrots. They already took the center out of the big carrots. I'm all good. They can juice that other stuff. Right. (laughs) I'm talking shortcutting. I'm talking truly not completing it. When I really started studying myself, why am I having these repeated experiences? Like, why is everyone, you know, whatever the song is, picking on me, right? Mm -hmm. But why am I continuing to have these same experiences? What is it that's weak and injured in me that makes individuals feel like they can take advantage of me? Yeah. Right? And that's really where we're at right now in this nation. So when we look at that, we're looking at, where else in my life do I shortcut or do I apologize for things that have nothing to do with me? I, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry you threw up last night. I mean, 
I had nothing to do with you throwing up or whatever it is. Do you see what yeah. I'm trying to say? That disconnect. So I see it all the time. And I'm always encouraging my practitioners that I mentor and any of our students and members dig deep, dig deeper. There, there's more to it. Dig deeper, mm-hmm. deeper, more underneath, 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 because it really isn't about the shortcut of the, of the cart. You do that elsewhere. So you almost do X, Y, Z, not quite, but almost, you see, mm-hmm. and, and then really, really examining it with love and with a set of lenses that's with love, mm-hmm. not judgment of yourself, right? But of love and say, wow, this happened to me. And I'm not saying it's easy. Several years ago, our company laptop that had massive information in it, massive. Now, admitted some of it was backed up, but I hadn't backed it up for two weeks. And I went on a trip. Someone stole it standing. I was standing right there and they stole it. I never got it back. Yeah. It was major. Like it was a major deal. Now it was a Mac. So I wiped it, you know, remotely and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the point is a lot of information was lost. One, I didn't take the time to back it up. Mm-hmm. Why, why was that? Own that, Angie. Two, you know, you always say it it doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So I had to really reevaluate. What the hell? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not feeling this right now. What? You know know what I'm saying? So I'm going to encourage all your listeners to really look at that and say, where am I going? Why am I going there? And what do I really need to do to take the next step? So what, what is that really blocking me? I don't want, I don't want your reasons. I don't want your chatter, right? I don't want, oh, but I don't want to hear that. What's the real reason you're not getting results, right? Do you, do you need additional training in a practitioner to really create effective protocols? We have it. We have a practitioner academy. Do you need the business acumen to take that dream, that purpose, that passion, all that genius you have and create profit? We've got that. And I'm not necessarily talking about these ads that you see constantly for high-end coaching. Yeah. Some people aren't ready to do high-end coaching because they don't have enough self-worth to do high-end coaching. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'd like for you to start by charging, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're ready to do high-end, I can take you there, Mm -hmm. right? Or maybe you're like, you know, I, I really just want to learn a little bit, check out the library. Or maybe you're like, I'm all in and I'm really ready to be a part of something. You know, contact me. It's stuff at academyupbeat.com. Email, we have discovery sessions, like all of that. Like really allow me to serve you because that's what I'm here for. And that's really, really important. I mean, whether it's shamanic tools and skills you want to learn, I got it, right? I mean, there's so much I do because, Emily, I've had no choice but to learn it because I've had so many less than apt people trying to teach me things that you're like, no, I don't need a website. Yeah, I, I don't have a client yet. Why do I need a website? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I or, or even digging deeper. I know I just crossed many things, but even digging deeper to find out what is it that's holding you back. Yeah. Cause we're worthy. We're all worthy and deserving of, of greatness and to shine our genius. And in my opinion, we were made for times like this. We were made right now for what's going on in our world. We were made and designed to shine and illuminate our genius to help a hurting world. We were made for this. Mm-hmm. 
but are you willing to stand up into your genius and allow us to support you? You know, I mean, I like to, we do calls and excuse me, support calls. And I'll say, man, I got enough confidence for all of us. Come on, let's go do this. I got it. Let's go. You know what I mean? And, And sometimes we just need not just a cheerleader, but we need someone to help us take everything we've got and implement it, make it work to shine our genius. And that's what I love to do. Exactly. Facilitating it and providing that support. Beautiful. Angie, the last question that I want to ask you, which you kind of, I usually have two questions. You kind of already answered one, the best way to contact you stuff at academyepic.com. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. perfect. So if we're interested, if we need more information, we can go that route. And then I would like to ask you the question, what do you think the root of health is? What do you think that common denominator of health is? Self-love came to my head. Mm. (laughs) Self-love. Don't I know it? That's what came to me. Self-love. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's so, so present in my life right now. Um, Angie Aids, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I am so grateful for you. We have so much information to process and um, founder and CEO of Academy Epic. Angie, I'm so grateful that you were able to have this conversation with us. Thank you for being here. I am really grateful. And to all of your listeners, thank you for listening. I'm humbled. I'm grateful. And I know absolutely that you will make it an epic day. I hope you loved this episode. I have linked in the show notes all the points of contact that we mentioned during the episode. And don't forget, you can get 10% off all the carefully sourced crystals, pine pollen, shilajit, mushroom blends, etc. that Primal Alchemy offers by using the code ROOTAWAKENING, all one word, all caps, at checkout at primalalchemy.co.uk. And folks, if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community, help me spread the word about natural health, about self-empowerment, about all of these things that we get told that we can't accomplish, but we really can. Let's help the world discover this. Please help me out with that process and reach out to me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening and say hi, ask me any questions that you have. I am Emily Kosick, self-empowerment icon and founder and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for supporting this podcast. I love you all. See you on the next episode.